0: Hey there to whoever is listening. I figured for my first episode I would do an introduction so you get a sense of who I am before terrifying you off completely with my anxiety ridden brain. First, let me say I apologize for the way I talk. I've been told I talk like a valley girl, and I have no idea where that comes from since I grew up in the Midwest. I also swear a lot. I'll try to keep it down, but there are no promises as I plan on talking naturally through these episodes. Speaking about natural, I laugh all the time. I can guarantee that you will hear me laugh at myself in every single episode. Second, I'm not using any fancy equipment for this. Right now, my only tool is my phone, and so I apologize if the sound quality is not the best. Maybe that'll change in the future, maybe I'll add music and sound effects, but for now, I'm gonna keep this simple. Now, with those caveats out of the way, I think I can begin telling you who I am. Obviously, as time goes on and you listen to me more, you will get a sense of who I am, my history, and what goes on in my life. But for all intents and purposes, knowing a little bit about me may help you understand my anxiety and OCD a little bit more, or at least prove to you just how much of a typical Midwestern girl I am. My name is Lisa. I'm a 30-year-old woman who is living in the suburbs of Chicago. To put it bluntly and without boring you, I help build hospitals around the country for a living. I'm good at it, I enjoy it, and I love my team, but it's not exactly my passion. I'm positive we'll dive more into that in future episodes. I grew up in the west suburbs of Chicago in a very loving home with family constantly around. I have one sister who is three years older than me, who I proudly consider my best friend. My father died just four days after my sixth birthday, so you can bet I've got some daddy issues stemming from that, but I've known that for forever. My father's side of the family wasn't one my mother was particularly proud of, understandably so. While my father was an amazing man, it truly was remarkable he turned out the way he did. He grew up in a poverty-stricken home with alcoholics' his parents and a slew of brothers and sisters who didn't really grow up any better. Even the one or two I did like were drug addicts He used my father's biggest weakness, which also happens to be mine, loyalty to their own benefit. More on that in later episodes. After my dad passed, we somehow became even closer with my mom's side. My sister, cousin and I consider ourselves sisters really and best friends. My aunt and uncle really stepped up to help my mom and us after my dad passed. We spent every weekend together, went on vacations, saw them at every competition and dance recital. My grandma, who was the light of my life, really. My twin and my best friend, especially during my college years, was the matriarch of our Italian close-knit family. And I lost her the day before my 24th birthday. My aunt says when people you love die close to your birthday, it's because you were especially close to them. I danced and played sports throughout my whole life. I was a good student and was really too busy with school dancing my boyfriend in high school to ever really get into much trouble. My mother likes to joke that I'm the reason for all of her gray hair. I was the rebellious daughter. I wore black, listened to metal, have gauged ears, partied extra hard in college, but in all actuality, I still am straight-laced and have my shit together. I tell her all the time, if I'm the worst she's got, then she's got it pretty fucking good. I attend, um, I attended the University of Iowa for college and made some of the best friends, memories, and life decisions I'll ever have. I majored in political science and have a certificate in human rights. I was especially focused on topics involving religion, child soldiers and child brides as a tool of war, torture, education, and I especially focused on the Horn of Africa region. I worked full-time in college, was involved in several clubs, and I interned at the Iowa United Nations Association. Shortly after graduating, I took the initial Foreign Service Officer test into my amazement past. I wasn't amazed because I didn't think I was smart enough or anything, but rather because it was multiple choice, and I am notoriously bad at that. It's really not hard to imagine a girl with anxiety and OCD have a, having trouble picking one answer in a sea of a few and not second-guessing herself or believing the test maker is trying to trick them. I made it past round three of six, which is shocking in and of itself. My professor, who was a U.S. diplomat, had to take the first test three times before he he passed. However, that's where my story ended, or paused with that for that time. You see, you have to wait a year until you can start the process over for the Foreign Service officer test, and during that time, I met a man who is now now my ex, though we are still very close. I met him online while I lived in Iowa and he lived in Ohio. We dated long distance for six months, which then I moved to Ohio where we lived together for two and a half years. Family heartache, though, moved us back to Chicagoland to be closer to my family, where we lived together for four more years. After seven years together, spanning the entire Midwest, we ended things on great terms and with a friendship still intact. He is a great man and loved me In the way that he could love. As time goes on, you'll get to know our story more and why we weren't meant to be. But I'm grateful to have known him, and I do feel lucky that I've had a man who treated me very well and supported me in many ways. I know that there are a lot of women and people out there who don't have great partners, and I do know that I'm lucky and grateful to have had a great partner in my life. During the last couple of years together, though, I went up and down with depression, binge eating, and weight. At 5 foot 2 inches, I weighed as much as 204 pounds and lost all of my desire to leave my home or see people I knew. The shame I felt after being in shape my whole life had me avoiding even my closest allies and biggest supporters. I didn't even want to see my mom, my aunt, my sister, my cousin, or my uncle. After we broke up, shortly before the pandemic started, I decided to get my ass into overdrive. I began walking every single day, eating less and better, began working out and having a better work-life balance. Suffice it to say, I lost more than 50 pounds in three months and reached my goal weight before the end of the year, losing more than 72 pounds. It was harder than quitting smoking or biting my nails, but it was the first spot of confidence I felt in years. A few months later, and quite frankly out of nowhere and totally unexpectedly in every way, I met a man who I honestly didn't give much attention to initially, but his persistence, consistency, and care made me fall harder for him than anyone ever before, and after the first time we met, I knew he was hopefully my one. To find love after a seven-year relationship during a pandemic when I wasn't looking felt unreal. He reminds me in so many ways of my father and my uncle, his humor, his tenaciousness, his work ethic, his loyalty, just really everything about him. He is the greatest man I've ever known and I'm completely head over heels and smitten with him. However, he's also a huge crux of my anxiety and OCD today, even though a lot of times it's not logical or reasonable. And it's not fair to him, but stuff like this never usually is. My therapist says he's good for me, and I am good for him. While I'm a planner, OCD, and anxious about the future, he is someone who goes with the flow and only thinks in present terms. It pushes me in every way to become better, but also at times makes me feel crazy. It's pushing my comfort zone... And it can be overwhelming, but I also feel lucky, loved, and most importantly, alive. While my ex was a great man and supportive, he never pushed my anxiety. And while that sounds like a good thing, it meant I really didn't grow or overcome my disorders in any way. There's passion with this man, love, and a lot, a lot of laughter. And already a ton of growth for both of us, I think so now that you've heard me gab on about my history and a little bit about me you may be wondering why i'm doing this really i have no idea other than hoping it helps me with my anxiety and ocd like the rest of the world i have a lot going on in my life and a lot of changes and even while many of them are good scary but good my anxiety and ocd have taken a hit I am desperate to try anything that will help. And if that means sharing my insecurities, anxiety, obsessive thoughts and compulsions with the rest of the world, then so be it. Because the last thing I want is to lose things and people I love and opportunities because my inability to manage my anxiety and OCD better. This is not meant to be a woe is me podcast or make anyone pity me. If anything, I hope it provides some comfort, kinship and laughter to others. If you want to reach me, email me at whatifwithlisa at gmail.com. For now, I've deactivated and deleted most of my personal and professional social social medias. They tend to raise my anxiety and feed my OCD habits very, very negatively. I know that this will be a subject I touch on regularly. regularly. Wow, can I talk? And soon. Thank you for listening. And I do look forward to the next episode.